Hebrews, the eighth chapter. And uh, I will begin reading at the eighth verse. Hebrews chapter eight, verse number eight. And uh, it'll be, I'm gonna read on down to the end of the chapter tonight. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the day cometh, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds. I will write them in their hearts. I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. All shall know me from the least of them to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more and in that he saith a new covenant he maketh the first old amen now that which decayeth and waxes old is ready to vanish away now we're going to talk about uh, a new covenant tonight and um, the this chapter I'm going to read verse number one uh, it kind of gives us an insight of what the whole chapter is about. Now, the things which were spoken, this is the sum of it. Now, he's referring to what I've already spoke, talked to you about. I'm going to sum it all up. We have such a high priest who is set in the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. Amen, or in the heavens. Amen. And it's about Jesus Christ being the, the high priest of the new covenant. Amen. And uh, we, uh, we covered part of that, first part of the chapter, amen, last week. And uh, I will begin just from verse 8 to 13 tonight. For, the, for, the, for finding fault with them, amen, but the, finding fault with them, and he saith, Behold, the day cometh, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So you and I, amen, we're gonna talk about the new covenant and uh, that the Lord, amen, has, uh, has uh, set for you and I. What a blessed hope that you and I have, amen. amen. The things that the law uh, could not supply, the new covenant, uh, and of course uh, there's some talk about in there in the scriptures talking about the old covenant it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was not wrong. It just didn't fulfill the needs, what the law could not do, in that it was weak. Amen. Praise God. The things that the law could not supply, it could not cleanse the sins of the people. Amen. That offered the sacrifices. And number two, the law was written in stone and could not affect the heart, amen. amen. The Lord was gonna take the stony part out and put a, give us a heart of flesh, right? Amen. 
So the, the law was written in stone, but ours is written in our hearts. Amen. We'll talk about that just a little bit. Amen. Neither the old covenant that, that dwelleth in the presence of God, amen, excuse me, in the indwelling of, of the covenant in the presence of God is the Holy Ghost, amen, you and I, amen. It, it's, it's what, what we have that uh, the world, amen, needs today, tonight, amen. Praise God. The Holy Ghost is far more than just talking in tongues. When he, the spirit of truth is come, he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. It is the born again experience, amen, that uh, Jesus told Nicodemus, you got to have. The day cometh, saith the Lord, amen. Now, the Paul, I believe, is a writer of Hebrews. He said, Paul, he, he said, there's a, there's a time coming. There's appointment, amen. God's got pointed times. And I'm going to tell you, I uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ramble on this a little bit tonight, somewhere along, along the way, but this world is just about ready to explode. I just heard some news, amen, tonight, and uh, that's, that's kind of very, very troubling, amen, to, uh, to know how, how quick we are, amen, it, uh, could be in total chaos around the whole wide world, amen. Paul, he, he pointed out that, that God was the author of this new covenant. You'll notice it, and I, I'm, I'll go back to Jeremiah. I'll read this a couple of times tonight. Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, and uh, we'll, we'll turn there. Jeremiah chapter 31, and we will read verse 31. And the prophets, sometimes they just, they just start speaking what God puts in their mouth. And here's Jeremiah, he says this way. He said, behold, the day cometh, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of, of Israel and with the house of Judah. Amen. Not according to the covenant that I made with them when their fathers, when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. Now, I just got through reading that. In, uh, in, in Hebrews here and we'll talk about amen, all of these things that Jeremiah said that God was going to do. He, he said I'm going to put my laws in their hearts or in their inward parts and I will write in their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be a people. Amen. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, every man know his brother saying Amen. Know the Lord. They shall all know me. Amen. From the least of them and to the greatest of them. Amen. So Jeremiah was prophesying. Amen. Our, our lesson tonight is basically is, is, is based upon the, the prophetical word from Jeremiah. Amen. The prophet. Praise God. Amen. Jeremiah was, he, he, he taught or he wrote this uh, prophetic word here around 606 BC that was when the Babylonians were coming and taking Israel or taking Jerusalem and uh, it was when Jeremiah was prophesying 
But Jeremiah was prophesying encouragement to people, said God's going to make a new covenant. God's going to make a new covenant. Amen. And he was, he was telling all of that. And if you will notice, if you will notice uh, in, in his prophecy, uh, I, I will, verse 31, he said, Behold, out in the day will come when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Now, he, uh, he added both the 10 northern tribes that went, they'd already gone over 100 years before, the, 115 years. They'd already gone into captivity in, in Assyria. And, uh, and then, of course, Israel was now going into captivity to Babylonian. Um, and, but Jeremiah said, as God was speaking to him, I'm going to make a new covenant. And it's going to be for all the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm going to make a new covenant for the house of Israel and also for the house of Judah. Amen. So uh, he was saying that, that they will become a nation, one nation again. And uh, I will may say something about that at the end of this uh, lesson tonight. Amen. Uh, about the, uh, the, united, the, united, the unity of the, uh, of the empire of Israel again. Let's just turn to Ezekiel. Turn to Ezekiel, the 36th chapter. And I will read a couple of three verses of scripture here. Ezekiel uh, 36 and also verse 24. Amen. And I will take, take you from among the heathen and I'm going to gather you out of all the countries and I will bring you into your own land. Amen. Now, Ezekiel now is prophesying that there'll come a time when all of Israel is going to be brought back, amen, to make a nation again. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from, from your idols will I cleanse you. And a new heart also will I give you. Amen. I will take away your stony heart and I will put in your, put out, excuse me, I will take away your stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and you shall keep my judgments and do them and you shall dwell in the land that I gave your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. Now, I, uh, I, I read, read that. And uh, so uh, we're talking about Israel becoming a nation again. I'm going to put us. And so part of it is, is prophetical word for the Holy Ghost or the New Testament church or the new covenant. He meant that he was going to take the stony heart out and he was going to give us a heart of flesh to the people. Amen. And then he was talking about Israel being back as a nation again. Now, verse number nine, amen, it says it like this. Not according, this is Hebrews chapter eight and verse nine. Not according to the covenant that I made with your fathers the day I took them by the hand and led them out. Amen. I'm going to make a new covenant with you, but it's not just like I did the children of Israel when I brought them out of Egypt. It's, it's, it's going to be different. I took them by the hand 
amen, and, and, and led, them, uh, led them out, amen, of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant, which I regarded them not, saith the Lord. Amen. Uh, it, it, it's, human, it's human race. It's, it's, it's people. They, in fact, they didn't even get to the promised land without grumbling, complaining, and wanting to go back to Egypt and so forth. And I, 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 could, I could just bring in a few thoughts. And I, I think I could say that it, they, 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 set an, they set an example of typology and set an example of how the human race, amen, is that uh, they, uh, they didn't follow the Lord. Amen. They, uh, they went their own way, did their own thing. And the uh, Bible said he took them by the hand and led them out. Amen. And they, uh, they started uh, worshiping idols. Um, I may point that out at the end of our lesson tonight. But, uh, but, but, but God was endeavoring to set an example uh, for, for us, or I should say, you know, because he was, he was, uh, all, it, his Bible says it, they were they were an example to you and I, in in so many ways, and what they failed in, we should not fail in. You know you you can uh, you can uh, look at the children of Israel and just wonder what's, what 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 was wrong with them, and uh, look at people today. I mean I. I scratch my head sometimes at people who are you know, scratching. What in the world was they thinking? What was the world they were doing? Amen. They had a great relationship with God, and 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 suddenly that doesn't mean a thing to them. And uh, it, it's just it's just it's just human race. It's just the way people are. Amen. This new covenant is quite different from the old covenant in a lot of ways, and I will make. A point in uh, in a few few verses of scripture. Let's go back to let's go to Saint John chapter fourteen. Now this is Jesus. He's going to be talking here to his disciples. Rather than taking the New Testament or us and like by the hand leading us out, as uh, scripture says, he put his spirit within us to lead us out. Amen. St. John chapter 14. I'll begin, I'll read verse number six first. St. John chapter 14 and six says, and Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I, I'm the way. Amen. If you want to know how to get there, follow Jesus. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Verse 14, amen, or excuse me, verse 17 of, of uh, John 14 says it like this. Amen, let me back up to verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, amen, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, and he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Amen. 
God's going to give us the spirit of truth. And uh, verse chapter 15. Now this is Jesus talking in the upper room with his disciples. Verse 15. Uh, chapter 15 verse 16 says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask my Father in my name, I'll give it. He may give it you. Amen. And then uh, verse 26 says like this, Amen. But the Comforter is come, who I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth. Amen. Praise God. In the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall, amen, testify of me, the Spirit of truth. That's what the Lord gave us. Amen. Chapter 16 and verse 13. Amen. How be it, he that, he that the Spirit of truth is come, when he the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. And he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now, I'm, I'm talking about the new covenant. I'm talking about the spirit of truth that God has given, sent, given to us. Amen. And it's the Holy Ghost. And, and then also in uh, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 6, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 6 says it like this. Amen. We are of God. We, we that knoweth God heareth us, and he that is not of God heareth us not. Howbeit know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Amen. Thank God for this new covenant given us a spirit. Amen. Of truth that we can recognize. And uh, we're going to talk about the spirit tonight. It's It's... It's what God's new covenant has blessed us with. He's not leading us and guiding us by the hand as he did the children of Israel. But he's leading us by his spirit. Amen. Chapter 5. Amen. 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 6 again. This is he that came by water and blood. Even Jesus. Even Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but by the water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. Praise God. Oh, what a, oh, what a blessing you and I, amen, should, should have, or we, we do have, because, amen, we have got the spirit of truth to guide us and direct us. Amen. Children of Israel wandered around the wilderness for 40 years. Amen. Just uh, because they didn't have the spirit of truth to guide them. Amen. And they didn't want God to, to really tell them what to do. Moses, the spokesman for the Lord, they, didn't, they, didn't, they chose what they wanted to do. They didn't hear him. Amen. They continued not in the covenant, the Bible says. They had no respect for God. They regarded not him not. Amen. And uh, I got to hear no notes. Like, thank you, God, for getting us out of bondage, but don't try to run my life. That's about the way it was. They, they went out of Egypt, but they didn't want God leading and guiding them. Have you ever heard of anybody like that? Know anybody? 
we are all very, uh, we got the same mind, I guess, in one sense, but it, it, it works for the things that you think about is, is, is under your control. Kind of say it like that. But those that seek the Lord has a mind of Christ, has a desire for Christ. He said, I want to put my law in your mind. Amen. Now, I, will, I, will, I want to deal with what, number one, is convictions. Our convictions basically is, uh, is our relationship with God, how we, how we respond to God's talking to us. Amen. And it, our minds will tell us things. Amen. I will write them in their hearts. Amen. Praise God. So we know as we are as Christians, it's got the Holy Ghost now. We have a, we have a uh, Christ living within us. We have his law written upon in us. We have his spirit talking to us. And by that, amen, you, 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 you can't hardly go wrong if you, if you got this spiritual ear to listen to what God has to say. Amen. Number two, he said, he's going to write them in their hearts. And then he said, I'm going to be to them a God. This is, this is what a Christian is. This is what a born-again experienced person is. He has, he has, a, he has red lights in his mind. You know, God stops people. Yes. Amen. I, uh, I, uh, excuse me for bringing this up, uh, but I, uh, I was on my way home this afternoon and uh, had two cars behind me or three cars behind me. I was slowing down to turn, make turn into to my street. And just as I was fixing to make the turn, I looked in my mirror, or, or I, I don't know, I got a glance. Here come a car behind all of us, just past us. I was uh, just about two seconds from being knocked about 50 foot down the road. And uh, I, I don't know where God showed me that or whatever, but, but I do know within two seconds' time, I could have been dead because this guy passed all of us. I was fixing a turn. He didn't know I was fixing a turn, I would guess, because I was, he couldn't see my signal because there was three cars behind him or in front of him. But uh, sometimes God just spares our life, you know, and we don't we'll ever know. But uh, God's laws, amen, we, we, we just got to make sure that, I, I can say God spared my life. Amen. Caused me. It was not, it was not because uh, uh, I was wrong. I was just about to get splattered because of another man was breaking the law. And uh, I could have, I just say, God, thank you. Thank you for helping me see the man because he wasn't seeing, he wasn't, he passed me on the left-hand side of the road when I was fixing to turn right in front of him. Amen. Praise God. Number three is, 
it's in verse number 10. It says, I want to put my laws in their minds. I want to write in their hearts. And I will be to them a God. And they shall be my people. Now, this is Jeremiah quoted in, 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 in the Psalms or in, in, in Hebrews here. Jeremiah is being quoted, amen, because Jeremiah was prophesying of this new covenant. And the writer here in Hebrews was telling us this is the fulfillment of Jeremiah and here's what the new covenant blesses you with, gives you. You're a blessed people. I, w- I would say today that, that every one of you and every one of us, we're, we're, the, we're the most blessed generation I think has ever been. Amen. Because we have all the blessings and the benefits that God has purchased for us. Amen. And we did nothing, amen, to re- receive it except just accept his laws and accept his spirit within our hearts and our lives. It's all free. Thank God for his blessings in that. Amen. And in verse 11, it says like this, it continues on. Amen. Verse number 11. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me. Amen. From the least even to the greatest. Now, I do say, and I want to say, that every Christian has somewhat a, an inner ear or inner, inner spirit that speaks to him. I, I, I would dare say if I ask people to uh, testify tonight, they, I, most, most everybody could say, God spoke to me at this, and God told me this, or God showed me this. And you will know that it was, it was God that did that. It's, not, it's just not natural. Amen. But I also can tell you, amen, that God can speak to the lost also. Amen. God talks to the sinner. Amen. I've, 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 once or twice, I've had people to tell me that this God told them to pull in and was in the old, old church because he said when they drove by the Lord said that's where you need to stop and they pulled in amen now I do believe I believe that God speaks to speaks to the lost amen now I heard, I've heard one man say God don't talk to sinners God deals with every one of us but we have got the law in our hearts because we want to please God. We want to be obedient to him. We want to do what he asks. And uh, I, I, I do believe when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will lead us and guide us into all truth. Amen, that's scriptural. Praise God. And so he said, everybody's going to know the Lord in some sense. In that day, in that day. Amen. And then number five Amen, in verse, verse 11. And all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest, and I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. You take, you take some of these and, and 
preach a little sermon with them. I'll be, I'll be merciful to the unrighteous. I uh, thank God for his mercy. I dare say that if I could just give you a pause of mind here, you would just reiterate in your mind how much God's mercy has been to you. Praise God. And I will forgive their sins. This is what amen, God was saying. I'm, I'm going to be merciful to them. I'm going to forgive their sins. Amen. I'm gonna, this, this, this is that new covenant. God has plans and purposes for every one of us to be saved. God has been merciful to all of us, I'm sure. Somebody, everybody could probably say that. Amen. And, uh, and then verse 13 says, in that, in that he saith a new covenant, amen, he hath made the first old. Now that which is decayed and waxed old is ready to be vanished away, ready to vanish away. He's basically saying, ain't no more going back to, now going back to the old covenant. You can't go back. Now, why is he saying all of this? Because we've taught this for the last several months that uh, from the very first beginning of the Hebrews, it was written to the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, because they were thinking about going back and having the, uh, the sacrifices again. And, uh, and so, uh, amen, we are, we're not... We're wanting to make sure, amen. The writer was right and wanted to make sure, amen. And when the translation said, he made the first obsolete, amen, and it will vanish away. You can't anymore, amen, have redemption, amen, through uh, following the old covenant, the old law. The new covenant brought much of confusion to the Jewish people, amen. Warren Wearsby said this, First of all, because the, the Sanhedrin courts and many of the, most of the priests did not accept the message of salvation in the New Testament. Acts, in Acts the second chapter, when the Holy Ghost is outpoured, some of them believed, but many of them did not. They refused, they refused the message. Some that did believe, amen, were the, some of the Pharisees, amen, they uh, they wanted to go back, amen, that they wanted to go back and, and uh, re, redo, I guess I'd say, amen, what they just didn't, they wanted to, uh, they wanted to go back to the offering sacrifices for sins and, and so forth, amen. And, and they did recognize Jesus as a Messiah, amen, because they, they first tried to stamp it out, Amen. That seen head sin Hadrian did. And then many of them, like I say, they they, they killed Stevens because he uh, he preached to them and, and they didn't like what he preached. Amen. But Jesus uh, he uh, he gave us he gave us the hope. You know what the last words, basically not the last words, but mostly Amen and that that Jesus said before he left this world, we, we got Acts 2, but in, in, uh, in Mark, the 16th chapter, amen, verse 15 through 16, he told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Luke chapter 24, verse 46 through 48, 
Same thing. Amen. And he left us with the message of going to spread this gospel. All shall know him, amen, he said, because I believe that the, the gospel should be spread around the world. Don't you? Amen. Now, I'm going to ask the first chapter, and here's what Jesus was saying. These are the last words he said. Amen. And being assembled together with them, he commanded they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. That's the new covenant. Amen. That you're going to have, you can, you, can, you can become a part of. Amen. And he, they said unto him, is it, excuse me, and when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore the, the, again the kingdom of Israel? Um, uh, I don't know exactly what all was going through their mind, but uh, I think it was a political situation, not the, not the Old Testament, Old Covenant. Amen. But you're going you're to restore the kingdom of Israel. And Jesus said unto them, it's not for you to know the times of the season which the Father has put in his own power, but ye shall receive the power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, there's where we are right now. We live under the new covenant and we don't really practice the new covenant like we ought. And you can say amen if you want to or just owe me or whatever because we are supposed to be in the new covenant reaching the world. Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. The disciples found it hard to practice what Jesus asked them to do. They were slow to accept his message. Why do I know that? Let's just look at, at Acts. Look at Acts, the eighth chapter, first of all. Acts chapter 8 and verse number 5. Amen. Acts 8 and 5. And Philip went down to, to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake concerning this and seeing the miracles which he did. Unclean spirits were going out and so forth. So Philip goes down to Samaria. Now Samaria is the... Uh, Samaria is a place that Jesus had to stop by the well, right? And uh, the woman said, come see a man that's told me everything I knew. Is not this the Messiah or Christ? And so it is believed that I think most preachers can say that, that uh, Philip had a, a good opportunity here because uh, Jesus had already let them know who he was. He was he is the Messiah. Stayed with him several days. I don't know what he did at that period of time. But he goes. They go down to Samaria, and they preach Christ to them. And that's the mixed breed of people. They're not Jewish and they're not Gentile. They're the they are the Assyrians and the folks that came in there. 
And then you can notice in the ninth chapter of Acts, and I'll read quite a lengthy here, ninth chapter of Acts, and I'll begin reading the fourth verse. And you can find here the, the, uh, the uh, conversion of the Apostle Paul. Amen. And uh, let me just read a little bit. Uh, when Jesus knocked him down, he said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? In verse number five, and he said, who are you, Lord? And the, and the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you, thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembled and astonished. Amen. said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city. And he told you what to do. And the men, they journeyed with him. They, they heard, uh, they, that stood speechless. They hearing the voice, but not seeing no man. Amen. And Saul arose with the earth and went in. And then verse number 10 says, And there was a certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarshish, for behold, he prayeth, and hath seen a vision. Amen. And a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard so many things about how much evil this man has done the saints in Jerusalem. Now, in here he hath authority for the chief priest to bind all that call upon thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and children of Israel. For I will show him, great, show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Now, the point is, I've got him picked out to be the one that breaks the Gentile barrier. Or well, I should not say breaks the Gentile barrier, but he's going to be the evangelist of the Gentiles. Uh, what I'm point that I'm making is, remember, the point that I'm making is even the early church that just got the Holy Ghost and had a great revival in Jerusalem still could not grasp go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. The Great Commission. You read those. Jesus saying everybody in the whole world. But the church said, those are Samaritans. You know, they had a little struggle there. And then here's Paul in the ninth chapter. Uh, God's telling uh, Jesus, as I say, is telling Nick, or Ananias to go tell him he's going to have to suffer great things. He is going to be the evangelist of the Gentiles. And you know, as well as I, this is exactly what happened there. Amen. In the 10th chapter, in the 10th chapter of, of, uh, of Acts, you can start with the first verse there if you want to and read the whole thing. But there was a certain man of Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion, and the band called the Italian band, a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. And he saw a vision 
And, uh, and I was just going to tell you the story. You know, God had to go to this Gentile general or centurion, Roman soldier, and tell him to go find Peter. And God had to, you know, you know Peter was up on the housetop praying. And so uh, uh, as he was praying, the sheets came down and, and, and so forth. And, and the Lord was telling him, you know, rise and eat, slay and eat. I'm not going to do that, Lord. I, you know, not me, not me. Don't you call, amen, things that's common and unclean. Amen. Don't, don't, uh, you got a new day. The gospel is supposed to go to the whole wide world. You heard me tell you that. You're going to see, if you receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, this new, new covenant birth. And, and you're going to be reaching the world. And you know what? God had a problem with Peter. Amen. Going down to the, you know, going down to Crazy's house and talking to him. I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you tonight, revelation comes one by little by little, seeming to the New Testament church. Doors are open, but nobody walks, walks through it just yet. And uh, you can go, amen, to the 10th chapter and you can find the 11th chapter. Peter had to go back and apologize or more or less back to Jerusalem and say, here's what happened. But, but, but I, I mean, here's what experience. I, I, I didn't go there voluntarily. I went there because God was directing me. God told you to follow these men and don't ask no questions, more or less. Doubt nothing. Don't just, 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 just let it unfold to you. Amen. I'm telling you, the new covenant is not for us just to enjoy. The new covenant is for us to do like the, the scripture talks to us about. God is give the church. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. To be witnesses. To be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and other parts of the earth. Am I making sense tonight? I think I am. To tell you what the new covenant really is supposed to be for us. More than just getting born again. It is for us to reach the world with. The old covenant was bad. It was bad because it didn't, it didn't give them that, that desire to reach the world. In fact, they were encasing themselves almost with, we're, we're Jews. We're God's people. We're Hebrews. And you can't get into our little, little club we got. But the, the new covenant is everybody needs in. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, Peter was just had to go back to Jerusalem and talk to him. Amen. About the, it, it was, it's a miracle working power of God. God now is leading and guiding me. Here's what he's directing me. Amen. And then you find out, amen, that when Paul and Barnabas came back from their missionary journeys, amen, they was, uh, they they had these Pharisees that was in the church. 
telling them, you, you got to be circumcised or you ain't going to be in part of the church. Amen. Well, what does, what does Hebrews say? It, it's, it's waxed old. I just read that a while ago. Amen. The last verse. In that he saith, a new covenant he hath made with the first is old. Now that which decayed and waxed old is ready to be vanished away. It's, I mean, in other words, what the writer of Hebrews was trying to say that has been nullified, that is not a part of us anymore. And finally they come to the conclusion, amen, and, and, and uh, Acts chapter 15 in verses 1 and 2, amen, uh, when the... Uh, Paul and Silas came back or, or Barnabas amen, when he came back and we just turned to Acts the 15th chapter and uh, it's, it's let me just read the first verses amen and certain men which came down from Judea taught that the brethren and said except you be circumcised amen all the matter of Moses you cannot be saved Amen. And uh, when, when therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension amen, and disputing with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas would certain would go up to them to Jerusalem, amen, to the apostles. And so the conflict came to Jerusalem, and you can read verse 5, and five through 7 there, and then you can read verse 13. May I just take 13 first of all and just read that. And after they had... Held their peace, James answered and said, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name's sake, for his name. And to this agreed the words of the prophets as it is written, After this I'll return and build again. Amen. The tabernacle of David has been torn down. And so, amen. What I'm saying is, Amen. There was, there was a gradual obedience or re receiving in the new covenant before they would actually, the church got settled down. You know, we're blessed in this generation, what I said a while ago, because thank God that we don't have these problems in the church, you know, as they had them. But they got them all ironed out because the Holy Ghost was helping them. He was leading and guiding them into all of these truths that they could not see at the beginning. Amen. And uh, I, uh, I'm kind of getting off the lesson right now. Amen. Uh, except our days, amen, uh, we, there's people that gets new revelations in this day and time. And I don't, I don't think that there is any new revelations per se that would bring Bible truths to us that we don't have right now. God give it to us. And by the 15th chapter, it was, I think, every, everything that was ironed out in that. But I have, who knows, my just, I have a, a heard people in this generation is trying to bring up some new religions. How many have ever heard Herbert W. Armstrong? One. 
Anybody else? Two. Uh, when I was when I was growing up, uh, he was. Now here's the here, here's where the tie-in is with what I'm teaching tonight. Herbert W. Armstrong had this new religion that he come up with in the in the mid 1900s. Uh, I say before I don't in the 30s up through about the 60s or 70s. And then Garner Ted, his son, picked it up from there. But his, his doctrine was, it's called British Israel Doctrine. Have you ever heard of that? His doctrine was that, yes, there will be a very first verse I read to you tonight. There was going to be a restoration of Israel and to Judah. And they're going to be coming back as being a nation again. And so Herbert W. Armstrong said that uh, Great Britain, New Zealand, Australia, they were all part of the, what we call the old British Empire, the United States. We were all part of the British Israel doctrine. And that meant that we were, we were the lost tribes of Israel. And so you were a Jew. America was a Jew because we were tied into the British Empire and he had, a, he had a, things I ain't gonna go into all of that. But he was basically saying that we are. We are the restoration of the old uh, tribes of Israel by, I guess you'd say, some spiritual birth or just because we were a part of the, the uh, Israel, or excuse me, the great, great Britain, we, we become an Israelite, amen. The law, we were the lost tribes, amen. And uh, of course, I, if, if you don't know, he was a branch of the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, that they broke with them because they wouldn't listen to his doctrine, and both of them both of them parted ways, but they have the same base, um, somewhat the same thing. The the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses believe that they are part of the Jewish promise of one hundred forty four thousand. Right? Uh, if you if you can if you can knock on so many doors win so many people, pass out so much tracks, and you can move up the ladder until you get into the 144,000, then you're going to be, you're going to be uh, the uh, Israelites of the New Testament. <coughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I'm doing this, but it was, it was just my, when I was studying, this is what I got, but amen. I, I, I'm surprised sometimes that People cannot take the word of God, New Testament salvation, that was born on the day of Pentecost. And they can't follow that to the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And so they got to come up with these ideas and doctrines 
Amen. Like this man did. And I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that there wouldn't be more people heard of Herb Armstrong. He was, in fact, we've had some people in the Dothan area when I first came to Dothan that was uh, followers of Armstrong. But uh, he was just, it's, it's my way, you know, it's, it's a new idea. And it had, no, it had no biblical foundation to it, but it was a, something we could get, get people to follow him. Amen. But the eighth chapter of Hebrews talks to us about the new covenant that God made through prophecy of Jeremiah. Amen. He was going to put his laws in our hearts. He's going to write them in our, in our, in our minds. Or, or I got it vice versa. He's going to write it in our minds, put the laws in our hearts. Amen. That we cannot, well, should not be shaken by any doctrines or whatever that does not go conform to the doctrine of the new covenant, which was established on the day of Pentecost. Amen. And shall we stand? I hope that you've uh, grasped some things tonight. Amen. Because uh, from, from what I had just said, and I, I did follow through with this, uh, the struggle that the early church had to completely, amen, fulfill what God purpose and plan. He said it, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He told them, you're gonna get the power. That was one of the things that the, the old covenant didn't have, the power to do. He didn't have the, he didn't have the power to forgive sins, neither did he give power to the person, amen, to, to be. But you and I are so blessed because we have Amen. The promises of the power of God to take care, amen, and strengthen us to fulfill his purpose. And the only thing I can say tonight is how come we're not using that power to do what God asks us to do? Lord, 